Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. What's up, friends? Before we hop into the show, I gotta tell you about our friends over at Ball. I'm talking about Ball is in the aerospace engineering company. I'm talking about Ball is in the company that made 101 billion, yes, billion with the B, 101 billion cans last year. And I'm talking about the company that is home to where the Colorado Avalanche and Denver Nuggets play. Two teams that are better than the Denver Broncos right now. But they want to hire you to join their family. And guys, they're a great place to work. Their culture of belonging has been noticed by the Human Rights Campaign. They have a corporate equality index score of 100%. So objectively, your background, whatever it may be, will not prevent you from succeeding there. All you need is hard work and commitment. And if you want to work on their 400-person manufacturing plant here in Golden, all you have to do is go to jobs.ball.com and search for golden. That's jobs.ball.com and search for golden. Or simply text golden to 77222 to get more information about how to land a job at Ball. All right, Ryan and Andre, let's hop into the show. The NVR Broncos massive losers lounge. Boo. <laughs> I hope you're booing me. Oh. Because I'm the idiot who, who guaranteed a Broncos win. So if you're in the comments, let me have it. I want it all. Let him have it super chat style. No, no. <laughs> you don't have to pay to call me an idiot. Tell me what an idiot I am. Uh, let me have it. It's my fault. Direct all anger at me well. because that will feel good. So just let it all out. Let it all out and direct it directly at me. The clown who said the Broncos were guaranteed to beat Case Keenum, Dearness, uh, Jim Brown Johnson. Yeah, put some respect on it. And the name. Browns. I can't believe what I just saw. You call him Jim Brown. I called him Derrick Henry the way he looked tonight, Ryan. And Incredible. the Broncos allowed him to do that. The Broncos allowed the, the Cleveland Browns third string team. To destroy oh, yeah. them uh, oh, yeah. all night on both sides of the ball. Incredibly embarrassing. But, Ryan, you may want to watch out just about asking people to point all of that toward you because people are in a firing mode. They want everyone fired, so they, they may <laughs> be asking me. you to be fired. <laughs> fire me. I don't care. Uh, no, I actually care a lot. Don't fire me, please. Um, <laughs> yeah, we need them around here. <laughs> you, know, you know what everyone in the comment section is doing to you right now? Yeah, that's, like that's, what, that's what's on my shirt. Just wave <laughs> bye to me. Um, this was rough, man. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of things that are excusable, but there are several moments in this game that are just simply inexcusable. And I'll point to two right off the bat as we kind of hop into our biggest takeaways here. 
One is letting Case Keenum, not Tim Tebow, not anyone else, run through you not to get a first down on fourth and three, which I thought was disrespectful in the first place that they were going forward on fourth and three in that position. Um, they threw you a middle finger, and absolutely no one on that defense had the backbone to stand up and stop it. They actually covered the play well. And then Case Keenum? Case Keenum runs through two guys? A falling over Case Keenum on Justin Sternod the second time. And Ryan, those are both those are your inside linebackers. We're not talking about Bryce Callahan's of the world, like yeah. small cornerbacks. You know, if they run over me, okay, whatever. Good job, Case. But you're two in and, and I don't care that they're backup inside line. We knew coming into this game that the Broncos were going to be dealing with injuries at inside linebacker. And sure, the first one was Curtis Robinson, an undrafted rookie, but Justin Sternod is your best linebacker for the rest of the season this year. You can't have that happen. Yeah, it's a scary premise. And unfortunately for Justin Sternad, he wasn't supposed to be in this position. So a lot of things are just unfortunate. He was supposed to be brought in here to play in the dime linebacker role to pl- come in on sure, third downs sure. when you got six defensive backs in there right. and say, okay, well, you're you're going to be our one linebacker yeah. or maybe one of two coverage linebackers we have out there. Now you're asking Justin Sternad to be your primary linebacker, and he's not cut out for that. Well, so that's he- excusable. Getting run over by Case Keenum, getting run through by Case Keenum, come that's on. not excusable. Come and on. if you go back and you watch the film, I just don't know what Justin was doing because he goes for the ball. You know, they're, they're, he, Case Keenum's about a yard short of the first down. Mm. Remember, it is fourth down. Fourth and three, yep. All you got to his head is scraping the turf. Yep. All you got to do is honestly jump on him, sit on him. Yep. Do anything you can to stop his forward progress. And again, if you watch the tape, Justin's punching for the ball. It's not the right play there. I don't know if he just didn't quite know where he was and thought that Case had already gotten the first down. But that part, very inexcusable. And the one, the other one to me... That is just flat-out embarrassing, Zach and Andre, is third and seven. All you need is a stop. You know they're running the ball. I know they're running the ball because you don't have timeouts. Mm. Everyone on the field knows they're running the ball. They're going to take 40 more seconds off the clock. In worst-case scenario, they'll kick a field goal to go up six with, what, 30 seconds left? You have a chance. Yes. Mm -hmm. The fact that you can't stop that run there uh, is embarrassing. Flat out. It's extremely embarrassing. And Ryan, Dearness Johnson's averaging 6.6 yards per carry in this game. So the Browns said, oh, this is easy. It's a guaranteed first down when that absolutely should not be. And how many times were there tonight where the Broncos stack the box? Not even eight guys, nine mm-hmm. guys in the box. And Cleveland says, yeah, we don't care. In fact, we're not even going to do a tricky play. We're just going to hand it off to our guy, and he's going to take care of business. In fact, he's going to carry guys. He's going to uh, Javante Williams, the Broncos' defense on his back for a first down. That happened way too many times tonight. And, Ryan, just really quick on the the inside linebacker thing, if Sternod can't stop the run, then you got to change it. you got to change it because the run defense – Wait, Barrington Wade and Curtis Robinson. I mean, there's no good answers here. The Broncos are depleted at inside linebacker. But the third string running back, guy making his very first start, just ran for 182 yards as a team on you. Yeah. That is so inexcusable and so disappointing for this team, guys. We, we, we knew the offense was probably going to struggle, right? I mean, yep. I, I I don't think any of us expected the over to hit Absolutely. in this game. No. And it didn't didn't even come close. In fact, Dre's uh, field goal 
50-yard field goal of 32 points, taking the under on 32 points, hit tonight. Yeah. <laughs> and the defense didn't step up, and Ryan, you mentioned it, that third and seven, when the defense needed it the most. Because you look, Well, they really needed points? it the most, like, 60 yards earlier. Oh, right, that's right. like, anytime they needed a stop. Now, Cleveland only scores 17 points, but that's because the Broncos got lucky and saw some drives stall out because of some penalties. Yep. It was yep. no merit of their own, no stops being created that led to this. This right. was a game plan that was written for you. You got to stop the run because Case Keenum's your your quarterback. Force Case Keenum to beat you. Didn't happen. All Case Keenum has to do is throw for 194 yards, 199, excuse me, and the Browns just ran all over them. And how about this? Why we focused on the Broncos' defense more than their offense to start the game. In the second half, guys, when your offense yeah. finally got some momentum, started oh. to put together, made it a game. The Broncos' defense allowed a touchdown drive, held them to a punt, and then that last drive of the game. The Broncos' defense only had three opportunities to stop them, and they only did it once because, I mean, the Browns could have easily got a touchdown on that last drive. Oh, they they were to. Then it's a 24-point yeah. game. Then it's not even close. And so the defense just did not do nearly enough. Not even close. Um, real quick, I want to I touch on some positives. Um, they have nothing to do with, with, the, with the Broncos themselves. Uh, shout out to everyone who came down to the yes, DNVR yes, bar tonight. Yes. Yes. We had a packed house. It was amazing. We had really people was. asking questions before the game. Yep. Um, one of them over here won the, the Broncos jersey of his choice, go. which is awesome. Incredible, so congrats yes. to him. Um, and it was a great atmosphere down here. The other thing I want to say is if you're watching on Twitter, flip over to YouTube. It's a better quality. It's the best. Thing. And um, if you have it in your like heart. Hit us with a thumbs up, um, and then you can comment a thumbs down for me personally in the uh, yeah, comment section to get that off of your chest. Um, well, it wasn't I a wanna... night for bold pro proclamations. I know you want to go positive, but you and Vaughn, the bold proclamators, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. bad days at the if office. If you're mad at Vaughn, send it to me as well. Um, <laughs> I do want to give positive credit to Dearness Johnson because this wasn't just like some scrub uh, running through the Broncos' defense. That dude was legit. Um, he did things on that field that, again, the Broncos' defense has their own responsibility in all of this. Damn straight. But, that, again, that wasn't... Carrying guys. Right. That wasn't just, like, some guy. Yeah. He looked like a legit NFL running back. Anyone That tape is going to make him money. A um, star was born tonight. Because he, he put his foot in the ground, and like it looked like he was out of a rocket once he put his foot in the ground. So, congratulations to him. Um, I personally underestimated him greatly. And uh, he deserves a lot of credit. What's so demoralizing here is then you look at the other two guys that they were just like, yeah, you guys can have carries too. John Kelly and Demetric Felton. Each one of them averaged six and a half yards a carry as well. Yep. It was just a bludgeoning mm -hmm. by mm -hmm. the Cleveland Browns. And so my question to you, and I'll start with you, Zach, whose head is it? Because now you've lost four games in a row. You went from... 75% chance to make the playoffs to I guarantee you teams that are three and four dip well below 40% right sure. four game losing streaks right too. so something's got to change Zach because this is yeah. uh, unacceptable it should be unacceptable mm -hmm. so who's going mm -hmm. it should be everyone and 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 what I mean by that is don't don't stop with the coaches anyone you can get value for at the trade deadline which is 10 days away this was so not just this game these past four games have been so disappointing. And yeah. you know what? The, the Broncos, George Payton can't look at this team right now and say we have the pieces to, to, be, to turn this around in a year or so. And uh, 
that is so disappointing. And you, you look at one guy, Von Miller, and he's talking right now, guys. He said, my pride is hurt more than anything. I talked a lot of shit before the game. He did. And Jonathan Cooper came in in the second half after Von Miller got hurt and played better way than better than Von me. Miller. So, I mean, everywhere. And yeah. so Vic Fangio said right after the game that he's not making any changes uh, to, to the coaching staff. We'll see if George Payton does, because if Vic's not making any changes, then the only change that's going to be made is from George Payton either firing Vic or trading guys or doing both. Yeah, and you mentioned Jonathan Cooper. He yep. is our DraftKings king of the game. Talk about a positive. Whew, yeah, I got to dig deep for one, but you find one in yeah, Jonathan Cooper. Yeah. Oh, he is inches away from changing this game. I mean, yep. truly inches away from changing this game. And for a rookie playing his first significant snaps, that's a that's well, a great feather in the cap. That impact in production really in just over two quarters. Yes. So I mean, yeah. really impressive. I thought Shelby was a beast in the first half too. Yep. Two sacks, you know, got some penetration, blocks the kick. All right. That's another one, you know, like if Shelby doesn't block that kick, you know, there's right, so many right. things where like for it to be a blowout. Oh, totally, yeah. man. Way yeah. too totally. positive off of Zach just saying fire everyone, trade everyone. <laughs> I love that. Um, and, and I'm I'm with you, George Payton. You've got six and a half years to, re or five and a half years now to rebuild this thing. Get to work. It's mm -hmm. time mm -hmm. uh, because this this ain't working. So whatever you got to yeah. do, it's time to take this thing into your hands because you know what? People are starting to look at you. Yep. People are starting to look at you because you are, for all intents and purposes, the captain of this ship. Um, you know, Joe Ellis isn't doing anything. Nope. Uh, he it's, made that clear. Right. John Elway apparently was there with, He's at the game. with binoculars. <laughs> I'm sure he likes going back to Cleveland. Oh, Cleveland's the best for us. <laughs> Just walking in, smiling at everyone. Oh, hey, you oh, guys remember oh, me? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I actually kind of respect that. But George Payton is the captain of this ship. And eyes have turned off of Vic Fangio, off of Teddy Bridgewater, off of Von Miller, off of me, luckily. <laughs> and they've looked at George Payton. And they're saying, what are you going to do, bro? This is you. Yep. So do something. Yeah. Whether that is as simple as putting the word into Vic Fangio, I want to see Drew Locke. Whether that is letting go of Vic Fangio. Whether that's going to Vic Fangio and saying, hey, man, I heard you in your press conference. You said, what was that? You said nothing Nothing is changing on the coaching staff. Uh, that's where you and I disagree. You're going to have to make – it's either you or everyone. Right. Or sorry, it's either someone or you and everyone. Mm -hmm. Yep. So George Payton, it's time to go. It's time to get to work. And – there are guys on this team that you could get value for. Now, that's going to be even more painful for Broncos fans because, well, they want to see heads roll. They don't want to see Cortland Sutton in a different uniform because that's your player. Von Miller. We saw how, how disappointed Broncos country was when Von got hurt. But Cortland Sutton's your most, most valuable piece right now. No one wants to see him in another uniform. And, in fact, I would advise against trading Cortland Sutton. Um, and I don't think George Payton will do it either because – he told his son to get his jersey when they came to Denver. He he likes him <laughs> so some he's Portland. He's his favorite son. player. Yeah, it's his favorite player for good reason. He should be a lot of people's favorite player. But you better start looking around and saying, "What do I got to do?" Because again, you've got five and a half years, and sitting around and twiddling your thumbs ain't cutting it right now. It's not. Dre, who should go? Yeah. Um, now here's the other thing. If we're thinking long term, is this staff actually? best in allowing you to lose and sell off athlete assets and build up draft capital by losing more well, games. I mean, you're not you can't 
You could go three and fourteen with old Vic Fangio the way we're trending here. (laughs) Doesn't that sound appealing? Isn't that better than trading three guys, adding you know those extra ten spots in the draft? Because there's not Trevor Lawrence. Vic Fangio took care of business, you know. Uh, Well, by not taking care of business, it's it's more symbolic, I think, because making Mike Munchak the head coach of this team, I don't think is going to change all of a sudden the course of the season. But it will show that you're not going to tolerate. Uh, I mean, I, I, mediocrity would be a compliment to what we've seen over the last four weeks. Yeah, and and I agree that they're at a certain point we need to stop every offseason saying, "Oh, hey, they signed uh, you know the twenty fifth best quarterback in the NFL. This might be the year that they can contend for the playoffs." This would be a nice like, no, we're actually burning this to the ground. We are not investing in some veteran and selling you on competing for the playoffs at nine and seven next year. We're actually doing this right, a full-scale rebuild. Let me just ask so you So that this, I would like. Because it's floated around this week, and we're talking about massive changes, and this would be a big one. Does Tua interest you at all? Um, On the cheap, it, at a at discount. A, right, at a price lower than like what Rosen was paid for so by the Rosen Dolphins. So Rosen was a third? Second. L- late a second. second. Okay. Um, so I, I, I'd take a third. I'd start to consider it for a third. I would too. But again, though, that to me seems like the move that you make when you're in another yeah. phase of your building, not right now. I just My, said burn it all to the ground. Two right. is not burning me, it all to the ground. It's I'm, I'm at a crossroads because giving up capital at this point oh, seems counterintuitive yeah. to the mission. Yeah. Unless you truly believe in the kid, the tape isn't pretty at this it's point. Not, oh, it's and not. so that's why I, I say I, don't, I wouldn't even give a third. If it's a fourth... Or lower, now I'm interested. And again, if Miami is really going after Deshaun Watson, which uh, seems like they are, that's a conversation for the Dolphins podcast, I guess. Um, That's a team that's one in five, should be 0 and six, doesn't have their first round pick. Right. So there's a different smell of desperation in that building (laughs) than there is. Yeah, but there'll be be a a smell of. Something worse. If yeah, you bring damn in, straight. Uh, yeah. Deshaun Watson. But if you're doing that, right. you are completely pulling the plug on Tua. Yep. So you'll take what you can get. And uh-huh. it's obvious. Everyone knows. And the so o- it's cheap. And the only reason why I would say, hey, if the right, price yeah. is really, really cheap, do it, is because I am of the camp of do literally anything and everything you can to get this quarterback position right, especially without giving up massive assets. Because if you're giving up a fourth round pick for Tua, then you're just saying, like, okay, let's roll the dice. We'll give him whatever they have left, um, 10 games or probably, like, eight to yeah, be yeah, yeah. to be fair. Yeah. We'll give him eight games to see if he can flash. If not, then just go right back and start trying again. Go after Aaron Rodgers. Do what you got to do. You know, what what, yeah. what gives me a lot of pause is this draft class. Yeah. You know, each week I come on yeah. here saying, I think yeah. I'll like one of these quarterbacks at some point. And then one of them uh. gets benched. <laughs> yeah, it still hasn't happened. Yeah. Um, so... We'll see what George Payton does because just to clarify, Zach, what was Vic Fangio's quote about the coaches after the game? He was asked, are, are you going to change anything with the coaching staff? And he said, or are you going to consider changes with the coaching staff? And he said, no. How do you defend that? Did he, that was, did he give any sort of... Uh, One def- word answer. Done. Needed a follow up there. Um, but And then I believe he was asked to follow up maybe later. Are you going to change the way the offense is called or, or anything within the offensive play calling? And he also said no. And speaking of baffling quotes, th- th- this one just came out from Shelby Harris. 
Uh, and he said, we still don't need to worry about this defense. What? <laughs> Excuse you know, me? It seems like there's a lot of people in that building still living in the 3-0 and bubble they were in. That's a great point. A 3-0 and bubble back in 2015, thinking that you can win with good <laughs> right. defense. They don't have good defense. Exa- no. Exactly, yes. The defense is atrocious. Dearness Johnson just tore yeah. them up. Yeah. And, and unfortunately Keenum. for Vic Fangio and that, that defensive staff, they're they're in a bad position with those linebackers. Again, I, I think Justin Sternad sure, is sure, is sure. an intriguing young player at the right position, right. but he's not playing the right position. And whoever the hell else you're rotating in there yep. doesn't know what they're doing. Um, I didn't see a linebacker meet uh, the running back at the point of attack one time tonight and actually finish the play. So they're in big trouble there, and for the long haul. The I outside mean, linebacker for the entire not, rest of the season. So yeah, you know, yeah. maybe we should be talking about trading for an inside linebacker. But again, no. it's it's like a lost cause at this point. If you oh, had won yeah. any Let of it, these last four games, I yeah. could sit here and say yeah. they're four and three. Yes, they're they four. built themselves that much yes. cushion, Ryan. The cushion is gone. The whoopee cushion is. I guess it's still just exploding it's been sat on, on the problems. Yeah. <laughs> Not everyone's also, laughing like, at him now. If you're a run-stopping linebacker short of being able to contend. Chop, chop, George Payton. Like, let's get going. Those guys can be found. Alexander Johnson was found as a street free agent. Well, I watched like, the Broncos let's get to work. pick up Corey Nelson on, like, a Monday before the start of the season and play him in the first game right. of the year against the Raiders. So I'm not saying he's the answer. But I would have honestly. Todd Davis, there's a couple of them. Shouldn't Vic have gone to George Payton this week and just said, like, yo, give me anyone. Like I mentioned on the show, Todd Davis. I promise you he would have been better than what they had out there tonight. In terms of of third and seven. Everyone in the world knows you're running it. Go hit a hole and plug something up. You're on the you're on the right track, but you lost me when you said Vic Fangio goes and asks for a linebacker. Vic apparently doesn't like the linebacker. He never asked for a linebacker. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't asked for a linebacker <laughs> to this point. Which wouldn't that be crazy if that's his? I mean, there's plenty of reasons that this will be his downfall if he gets fired tomorrow or at the end of this season. But wouldn't that be something if that's a big reason of it is the inside linebackers? Because again, they could have had Devin Bush. You know, the, there's there's been opportunities at, along the road. Free agency. Who was the one that signed with? Was it the Giants? CJ Mosley. Yep, CJ Mosley yeah, was the there. Jets, yeah. Several, yeah, sev- yeah, several options have come across oh, the wire. Sure. You betcha. The Broncos have passed on. And to be fair, Alexander Johnson and Josie Jewell was going to be a good combo this year. Um, it was at the beginning. And now and you're down. But, but you don't. You never built depth at that position. Right. right. And they seem like they're. Yes, the linebacker injuries have been atrocious, but less injured than in other years. And yet this, to me, is the worst Vic Fangio defense we've seen yet. Yeah, well, and, and, and it's not just the inside linebackers that are responsible for the run. No, you uh, bet. What, what about the defensive line? I mean, the guy that just said the defense isn't bad, it's Shelby Harris. Um, Great he, first half. He, he had a good first yeah. half, still wasn't filling the gaps yeah. in, in the running game. Draymond Jones. What happened to him? He was talking about a 10-sack season entering this year. He hasn't got it done in the pass rush department, obviously. But in the run game, not either. And Deshaun Williams, Mike Purcell, these guys just got got crushed. Crushed today. Yeah, again. And their ability to hold the edge against the run was really exposed. I mean, there were times where, like, Malik Reed's just getting, like, mowed down outside. Yeah, but again, there were several times where they were in there. They had the play made, and Dearness Johnson pulled a rabbit out of a hat and ended up with, like, seven yards. Kareem Jackson was was missing tackles on him. 
again, I, you have to give a little bit of credit to him. Oh, absolutely. But that's that's great teams and great coaching. You know, we all grew up on Mike Shanahan, and yeah. every year someone like yeah. Dearness Johnson plug, plug and come out of nowhere yeah. in that yeah. same damn yeah. scheme and be like, Dude, Mike Anderson's amazing. Landis Landis Gary's my favorite. <laughs> yeah, like, Ruben Drone. Dude. Would you guys be shocked if, I don't know, so. let's say the Baltimore Ravens traded a third or fourth round pick for Dearness Johnson before the trade deadline this year? That's that good trade. Well. Yeah. 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 I'm telling you, the dude. That's something that could happen. No. He so, looks for real tonight. His draft year, he starts to get some buzz at the start of draft season. Then he runs a 4-8. Boom. Uh, dead. He didn't look slow today. No, he didn't look like, like a 4'8". 4'8 would have been four, a nice yards eight. per carry average. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no kidding. Broncos might have had no a chance. Kidding. Oh, my goodness. Uh, so, okay, we have a lot of Super Chats to get to. We also have some other things to get to. If you're sitting there at home right now saying, my God, I need a drink, might I recommend a beer from our friends over at Breckenridge Brewery? The best. Um, they are the best. They supplied the, I would say, hundreds of people who came through the bar tonight yep. to yep. have a good time with some great beers. Uh, each and every one of their beers, I've never had one that I didn't like. So uh, shout out to Breckenridge Brewery. We appreciate them. They also hooked up everyone with all the awesome swag uh, tonight. Yeah. Dre modeling yep. it very yep. nicely. Yep. Yep. Um, we appreciate him for still will be willing, uh, being willing to have that on after that performance I and know. anyone else who's uh, still proud to rep their Broncos man. gear tonight. Truly, man. Um, yeah. So anyways, shout out to Breckenridge Brewery. They're damn good beers. Yeah, and Great spe people. speaking of damn good, if you want to work at a damn good company, let's say you're unemployed and after this Broncos loss, boy. I might be. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Vic Fangio and some other Broncos might be. They could work at Ball because they are hiring at their 400-person production plant here in Golden, and they're a great place to work. Shout out to Aunt Julie. Works there. Loves it. And, guys, they, they're Aunt really Julie. an inclusive company. Uh, so, some, some hoots for Aunt Julie. Love her. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to work alongside her at Ball, make sure to go to jobs.ball.com and search for Golden. Or you can text Golden, G-O-L-D-E-N, to 77222 to find out more information. Uh, or just go and apply right away at jobs.ball.com. It's a great place to work, and you'll have a good impact. And you'll get to live in Denver or Golden. So make sure to check them out, jobs.ball.com. And if you feel dirty after this game, you just feel like, man, I really need to clean myself up. Might I recommend our friends at Manscaped? Uh, I feel like I need to clean myself up after this game. Just you know, change like whatever you can. Crying in the shower, shaving yeah, your head with the Shave my head, lawnmower. shave my eyebrows. Yeah. The lawnmower 4.0, at least I'll know <laughs> that true. I won't cut myself while I'm doing it's it because right. I have that skin-safe technology. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And they've got so much more. If you get the uh, Perfect Package 4.0, You'll get all of their different serums and liquids and everything that you can to be feeling fresh. Hopefully, uh, something you could do when you wake up tomorrow. I don't think anyone's feeling fresh tonight. No. But uh, hit up our friends at Manscaped and use that code DNVR for 20% off plus free shipping. And just a huge shout out to everyone else that came out tonight. Yes. Su such oh, an yeah. awesome. I mean, at least they're, that's, like you said, the biggest positive. We had people. Alaska Preston in the building. <laughs> yeah. uh, there he is. Uh, behind the light, I couldn't see him. <laughs> Um, had an OG shirt, yeah. wanted us to sign. That yeah, type of stuff know. is what uh, so cool. What makes our night. So yeah, that's right. uh, really, really appreciate everyone coming out and saying hi. Um, never, never hesitate to come to our little corner booth and say what up to me. I'll, I'm always down to talk Broncos with you. Um, and uh, hopefully you guys will keep coming just because it's fun to come here. And hopefully you'll still be here, Ryan. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I, I certainly hope so. All right. Should we go blame game for tonight's loss before we get to the super chats? How many super chats do we have, Kale? Uh, 13. 
We have 13 super chats. That sounds like a great third segment. So <laughs> yeah. stick with us. Hopefully you don't have to go to bed if you left a super chat. If you do, then let you us can, know. And you we'll can get... watch YouTube tomorrow too. That's yeah, true. I mean, we are. Yeah, you can rewatch. The fact this. that Dre has, if Dre hasn't gone to bed, then you don't <laughs> need to. I mean, in fairness, I stay up. Um, I'm, I'm working and not this kind of light. That is true. And I text light you, work you guys I text do. you my betting record at you know midnight. You usually respond. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm dialed. No All right. doubt. Um, so let's go. It's the blame game. A little blame game. Uh, we've talked a lot of big picture. Yeah. Who is mo... Oh, God, this graphic. <laughs> still looks like I'm still looks like I'm punishing myself with nipple clamps. I, I don't know how it we can really change does. that. Didn't we say that was a punishment? If the Broncos didn't win, oh yeah, oh. we could have done that. Wait, while we're paying things <laughs> off, yes. But in the pregame show, mm. we did our fantasy yes. Broncos Browns Thursday night football draft. I forgot to call it Thirsty Night Football tonight, good. which yeah. is uh, it was always fun. That's I mean, a thing we're doing. Well, that's just what I call it. That's fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. It was fun. Weekend for one starts night. early. Yeah. Um. Okay, Dre. Who won? I want to know who won our fantasy football pregame head-to-head uh, -head showdown. And so Ryan's prediction coming into this postgame was that whoever had Dearness Johnson had to win. Yeah, that's... Unfortunately, Ryan had Dearness Johnson, so we'll find out if he's right. Yeah, he wins by oh. uh, by 6.71.2 to 65.9. Uh. Dearness Johnson in his 24.8 wow. yeah. really carried him. Um. Dearness so, you know, on my actual fantasy team. Teddy and Sutton. Well, you win, you win both ways. Teddy and Sutton did a good job for you as well. And Javante Williams for Zach, 17-point night. So, that's so good. how did Zach stay in this? If I had if I had Cortland and those were the only two players who made any sort of offensive impact. I guess Javante did have that touchdown. I yeah. had Melvin, and he had a touchdown. Javante and oh, Melvin so both got touchdowns. in double digits. And Case Keenum still 12.6. <laughs> As if that's Case. somewhat decent. Our under hit on Case Keenum. We appreciate it. Yep. Sure yep. did. We love that. You guys that. had eight yards to spare. We love that. We did. Okay. No, we had more than that. We had like 16 yards to spare. Oh, uh, oh it was 117. Your oh. prediction was like yep, 208. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Um, okay. So let's get into the blame game um, for this specific game. Focus in a little bit. Dre, who is it most at fault for this loss? Because hmm. I have a very strong take on this. Mm. That is a... Uh, you're That's waiting a great too long. Question. It's Vic Fangio. Yeah. Vic Fangio is more than Pat Shermer. Yes. Vic Fangio is most at fault for this loss. Um, last week I said strip defensive guru from him, and it was only just pounded wow. in further and further and further. You cannot call him a defensive guru anymore. You want to defend him? I think you're still allowed to call a guy a defensive guru. You know, like 40 year resumes can't just be taken away in three weeks. Well, then why is he still on the sidelines? I don't understand, though, why he's so bad. Why do they get so thoroughly out-schemed? Uh, I mean, yeah, out-schemed like so crazy. That's why, I, that's why it's on him. Um, oh, I, I, no, it, it's definitely – he deserves you, you came in with, I guess, a game plan, um, and I have to assume the game plan was stop the run. And you were not able to come up with anything – that was able to contain anyone out there that they handed the ball to. So to me, you failed in that. Um, you got, you know, just thrown around all over on that first mm -hmm. drive, which mm -hmm. was really a microcosm of what was going to happen in the rest oh, of the yeah. game. Um, like, they threw the ball to get down there, and I was like, eh, yeah, these are just script misdirection plays. Yeah. You can't count on these. <laughs> and then when they went gash, 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 touchdown, that's when I was like, 
Mm. I think my prediction is going to be wrong. <laughs> um, so, to me, it's on Vic Fangio. You, it is on you to figure out a way to stop Dearness Johnson and Case Keenum. Oh, I know. This was not Nick Chubb and Baker Mayfield, because no, if that was the case, I would have said, there's nothing you can do with these linebackers. 100%. To me, you should have been able to force Case Keenum to throw the ball vertically at any point. Yeah. The one time he did, no. Justin Simmons just missed a pick. So the fact that you were not able to come up with anything to put them in a position where they had to do something they didn't want to do. So the one thing they didn't want to do is make Case Keenum drop back and throw passes. And you never put them in that position. And not to mention, you want to be mad at Pat Shermer? Guess who hired him? Yeah, sure. sure. So I mean, and why did you hire him? Because like this vanilla offense is what scared you so much? At the time, he said... If you want to beat the Chiefs, you got to score thirty points. <laughs> and, That's the uh, like. If I told you for that this year. Pat Shermer's an Andy Reid disciple, would you believe me anymore? Uh, no. That's what we were sold on. That is what we were. It's we, like the longer I'm aware for, away from Italy, I'll remind myself of Italian words, but then I'll repeat. The more you repeat them in in your head, they almost don't sound. They sound true. like you made them up. Right. That's what it's starting to right. feel like in Broncos. Right. It does. Yeah. And. and this is a weird one because John Elway put Rich Gangarello on Vic Fangio and said, this is your guy. We're going to run my offense. We're going to run West Coast. And Vic Fangio, after they failed the first season, said, hey, this, you know, looked at John and said, hey, this was your fault. You're the one who stuck me with this crappy offensive coordinator. Let me get my guy in here. And it was another failure, yep. uh, another big time fail failure. So. Uh, to me, there's there is nowhere else you can turn but Vic Fangio. And guess what? You want to be mad at the linebackers? Well, Vic Fangio hasn't addressed the depth at the one position that he is truly supposed to be an expert at, because he hasn't he hasn't made one significant move there. Now again, couldn't it's not you put all that him. on GM then? You would no. put it, but wouldn't you think that John Elway, if Vic Fangio told him, hey, and, and he didn't feel this way, but had he said, hey, I love Devin Bush, heck. Hey, I love Devin White. Get me up to get that guy. I think they would have done it um, when you invested in this head coach and, and John wanted to give him every opportunity to succeed. So to me, the fact that they didn't do that and the fact that they haven't developed anyone, like you know, it's not like they took a flyer on a guy and said, hey, come in and we're going to develop you. It's not all Vic Fangio, but in that case but to me there's nowhere else you can place the blame in this game well and here's the here's the thing with Vic is if he continues to not make any changes with the way this football team operates at all and George Payton doesn't step in and force changes upon him then there's just going to be more and more blame and when the offense doesn't perform then the blame will be on Vic because Vic didn't make a move so Ryan I don't think we're done with putting blame on him if he's still the coach tomorrow and I believe he still will be the coach tomorrow the reason for that is Broncos are three and four. We and certainly not trending in the right direction. Trending in the wrong direction. It's much worse than three and four oh, because true. of a four-game losing streak. Those but, stupid three wins really yep, do complicate yep. things. But George bit. Payton's given Vic everything, uh-huh. given him everything he needed, all the benefits of the doubt. So at three and four, is he really going to make a change? I think that change would, if it's going to be Vic, would come more so at the bye week. So any changes are going to be on Vic's plate, and Vic's not doing that right now. Ryan. A blame that I have to go is the same side of the ball, and I got to go with Von Miller. He put it all out there. I mean, he said after the game, he talked a lot of shit entering this game. He did, and he just did not live up to it at all. And it's not like he didn't have the opportunities. Case Keenum dropped back 21 times in the first half to pass Von Miller one quarterback hit, and it w- it came late. I mean, he, he wasn't impacting that play at all. 
two tackles. He didn't help stop the run. Uh, and when you have your leader, your captain, your highest paid player on the team, he needs to perform, especially when he comes out and does what he did this week. He did it three years ago, and it was fantastic when he said that about the Cardinals game and they went out and destroyed him. Uh, you wonder how much Vaughn has lost himself, how much he's lost the team around him by coming out and doing this, and that's the risk that you do when you come out and say something. Uh, he said he was going to have a couple of sacks. I'll give him a break because he missed half. But one sack didn't even get close. So this week on the show, we talked about this, and I said, man, it would be a bit symbolic if Vaughn can't even follow through on his guarantees anymore, and that's what we saw tonight. Now, again, he gets hurt. Maybe, maybe. If he's out there on that last drive, he makes the big run sure, stuff sure. in the backfield. That, Jonathan Cooper is right there on right, a lot of them. Right. Vaughn yeah, probably John closes at least one of those sacks. You could make that case. Mm. Um, but the fact that Jonathan Cooper came in and just uh, flat out played better than him. Two plays in, he was making plays. Yeah, that makes it hard for me to say, oh, well, Vaughn you know, was, done, was, was dealt a bad hand by getting hurt. By the way, thankfully, it sounds like he's okay. Yep. Um, Sprained ankle. But it's nothing serious. And they said the report from Jeremy Fowler was they're only holding him out because of precaution, which I just thought, like, okay, so you're just punting on this one then. Right. Because, you know, what are we doing here? Hold him out for the rest of the season for precaution or send him somewhere else for precaution. When the, Maybe this is too dramatic, but when he was walking off the field, and he was obviously going slow because of his ankle, just the face he was making just seemed like he may realize that, that he's – done whether that's with the Broncos uh whether that's you know he's done tonight because of how disappointing his game was before he looked completely wiped it sucks it's really sad it but, does. you know that's an all-time Broncos legend and I yeah. think you know it's only fitting to finish this part of that with, with saying that you know he's an all-time Broncos legend a yeah. Super Bowl MVP he will be remembered forever and one day he'll have his ring of fame ceremony he'll have a hall of fame ceremony he'll have a gold jacket and his jersey will always be fashionable inside the walls of that stadium. But I think that this was a bit of a symbolic moment tonight of the Von Miller era has essentially come to an end. Yeah, it's kind of tying a bow on that six-year contract. And, you know, there was talk of Von being a franchise player and all that. Never quite worked out with that mega contract for him, you know, to be that rare defensive franchise player that can kind of lead you to still win and continue that formula they had in Super Bowl 50. And the, the sideline reporter, I believe it was Christina Pink, said uh, she talked to Vaughn before the game. He said, I'm the, I'm the highest paid player on the team. I'm the best player on yeah, the team. Yeah. This is on me. And the truth is, yeah. that has been the case for this entire yep. downtrodden era of Broncos football is Vaughn's been the highest paid player. Vaughn has been supposed to be the best player. Has and been. that one bit John Elway. And you know what's funny about it? Is John Elway knew deep in his soul that giving Vaughn all that money wasn't yep. a great idea. Yep. Now, there was no world in which you could get away with not re-signing the Super Bowl MVP right after he wins Super Bowl MVP. But there's a reason why that contract negotiation was so ugly. And it's because in his heart, John Elway knew... This is going to mess up team construction from here on out. Yeah. Mm. And it did. Well, and then it made him double down on defense, yep. defense, defense. That was their defense. only choice. And uh, clearly, just you can't, work. can't win with defense. You yeah. can't have long, sustained success with defense. And if the Broncos continue to go down this route, 
quarterback is going to be the biggest talk again next offseason. Yeah, and then I guess the last you know, one I want to put out there is just the defense as a whole. Now, again, th to me, this does fall back on Vic Fangio. I just don't see a team that is playing with no, passion, no, no. playing with excitement, playing with grit. Who's firing them up? Where are they, you know, where are like, they celebrating, patting each other on the back, rallying together? I don't see it. And again, well, because they're not making big plays. Right. They, they are never make big plays. big plays. They never get sacks. They never get turnovers. They're not dynamic. The front seven's not special. The back seven's not special. They don't fly they to the be. ball. I was going to say that what the, they most, should. the most disappointing part of that is they're the highest paid defense in the NFL this year. Yeah. Uh, nearly $100 million into this defense. So they absolutely should be. Slap the blame game on that price tag because that's stupid. <sighs> the plays were that's out dumb. there to be made too. You know, it, it's Ronald Darby having a chance to break up that pass to Jarvis Landry, you know, on the the quick little slant out of play action. You just need someone to make one play. Again, you need to win once in a while in one-on-one. -on -one. Your guys have to win too. Yep, and the only guy, once again, out there looking like he oh, put the clamps yeah, on is Pat Sertan. So yeah. at least there's that. There's that. There's Javante Williams. There's Jonathan Cooper. There are pieces that look exciting for young guys. Even Cortland Sutton is still a young guy. But you can't have Pat Sertan, who is – I think the lowest paid player in the highest paid secondary being the best oh, yeah. player in that yeah. secondary. Yeah, exactly. And Ryan, for a third time in four weeks, our king of the game is pretty much an undrafted guy. Jonathan Cooper, a seventh round guy. What was it? We had Malik Reed. We had Kendall Hinton. Kendall Hinton could have been up there. He had a couple good first down grabs today. <laughs> two first downs on two yeah, plays. Yeah, well, <laughs> yep. It felt like a dream. Back-to-back -back yeah. plays, too. And, and I mean, that's that's what we're talking about. That's where the production's coming. It's not coming from your highest paid guys. Uh, Ronald Darby, again, they're able to find success against him. And you're tied oh, to him awful. for uh, no. two more years. No. One more year guaranteed. No. Guys, I don't, I don't want to take us lower than where we already are, but I'm looking at the schedule right now. And the way that this team defends the run, I just don't I, – I don't know wh what's going to happen. This I mean, I'm, tr I'm having trouble. Like, I'm looking at Detroit and saying, like, eh, okay, that, yeah, you should yeah. get that one. Yeah. Um, but, like, Washington, you know, Antonio Gibson, um, Dallas, Ezekiel Elliott, and, of course, the rest of that offense, which is really good. Yeah. Philadelphia – has you know they can if you, if you can't stop zone read luckily they won't give it to Miles Sanders but yeah Miles Sanders they is probably having will if the Broncos can't stop the run and then of course Los Angeles Kansas City Cincinnati the Raiders again Los Angeles Kansas City unfortunately I didn't say this I don't think I said this on the pod the Broncos dropped their easiest AFC West game this past week against the Raiders so it, it's it's only going uphill from there and this is just it's so sad makes you laugh a little bit but i saw this on twitter a couple of times i don't remember from who uh but last week the broncos lost to a team without a coach today they lost to a team without a quarterback oh. next week they have an opportunity to lose a game to a team without a name <laughs> oh awesome. I, mean, I mean how brutal is that they should easily be five and two and us still questioning like are they really good because the raiders right. they caught them on gruden yeah. week they got the browns on no baker week I don't know. This is a suspicious right. five and two. In my team. take at that point would have been like, yeah, but you're five and two. Like, Look at right. the, the door is built. wide open for totally. you to just backpedal totally. right into the playoffs. Totally. Um, and now it's official. Saturdays are homework days now. Mm. Time to watch quarterbacks and see 
who they're gonna they, who they could possibly target. Yeah, yeah. Um, to buy a couple extra cable packages because uh, Liberty ain't found on your basic. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the good thing is though you can have a little fun mm-hmm. with it too if you get mm-hmm. in on the action over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Homework while getting paid it doesn't feel like homework then mm-hmm. as much. Go. And if you there have you some go. juice in it, and if you bet on any team to win this weekend and that team wins over at DraftKings Sportsbook. They'll give you $200. All you have to do is bet $5, and if that team wins, so pick a favorite. Pick Alabama to win. If they win, you get $200 in free bets, and these free bets are so much fun. You can use it later that night. You can use it on Sunday. Maybe that's what you do. Saturday, you're doing homework. Place a $5 bet on a team to win. They win. Use those $200 in free bets on Sunday, uh, which is going to be you, – you don't have to worry about the you're Broncos free, losing on you're Sunday. You're free from the shackles <laughs> of Broncos football on, on Sunday. So Incredible. make sure to download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to get that offer. Again, place 5 bucks and win $200 if the team of your choice wins. So head to the App Store now, download the app, and when you do, use the code DNVR to get that, those $200 in free bets. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com. Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right, Zach, we got a new partner. One you guys have never uh, heard before. And uh, one that I can personally speak on behalf of. It's Snooze Mattress. I don't know if you guys saw uh, some pictures that came out of the bar <laughs> one night, I don't know, a month and a half ago. You thought stuff got weird at the bar before. Yes. Um, <laughs> we, had, we unwrapped yep. a snooze mattress in the middle of the bar one night and literally had everyone jump on top of it. Your snooze mattress. And now I sleep on that mattress every night. It's actually a fantastic wow. mattress. Yep. I haven't slept this well in really ever. I was sleeping on a crap mattress from like, you know, the uh, from Ikea yep. before. Highly do not recommend. No. And I do highly recommend the Snooze mattress. They hooked me up with the Snooze Flip. Mm. Now, this is a four-in-one mattress. The way it is is one side's firm, one side's soft. One side's uh, warm or just normal. One side's cool. Yep. And you can actually choose your combination. So if you want soft and cool, if you want warm and hard. So what do you go with? Uh, <laughs> um, I also like have this mattress, oh. cool and soft. Yep, cool and, cool soft. and soft. I think I'm on cool and soft See, as well. See, but that's what's so good about this. I have to have heart. We're all feeling cool and soft after that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you got to check out our friends. I'm feeling oh. hard and hot. Oh, God. <laughs> you got to check out our friends over at Snooze Mattress, made in Colorado, designed for the world, and use the code DNVR to receive... $250 off a mattress and $250 off with an adjustable base. Um, there's so many different offers. You can get $500 uh, off a, a queen mattress, and you can get up to $1,000 of saving on a dual split king, which, wow. again, just opens up your options even more. So shout out to our friends over at Stu's Mattress who literally came to the bar, opened up a mattress, <laughs> hung out with us all night, and then... Drove the mattress to my house, yep. put it right into my bed. Yeah, that's it's incredible. perfect. I mean, and and such a good match. It's something else that's great is the American Raptors. And, yes, the Colorado rugby team has rebranded once again, but they're saying American Raptors is here to stay. And, of course, we've told you about the Raptors. They are such a cool idea where they're bringing athletes from all different sports together. And you can get in on that if you want to. Uh, but you can also go and watch the games for free. doesn't get any better than that. And uh, that's all you have to do. You go to the games, go there for free, and you can find out more information at AmericanRaptors.com and get your free tickets for the upcoming games that they have. So check out everything they have going on over at AmericanRaptors.com. Beautiful. All right. 
let's get to the super chats. I hope they're all I think coming this is a venting session. directly in. <laughs> let's go. Let's, let's go. They're pretty close. Our right. coming in from our guy Steve. We should have drafted Josh Allen. No Great take, Steve. Uh, and yeah, if not Josh Steve. Allen, perchance Lamar Jackson. Ah, uh, that that's the one that stinks that the most. Well. Zach and I were higher good. on Lamar than we were on Josh. Um, yep. Either one of them would have worked out yep. quite well. Yep, either one of them would have been great. And again, who knows how long Vaughn's going to be out. Hopefully it's short term. Uh, but, I mean, the Vic Fangio era is going to come and go without really ever seeing what he could do with Vaughn and Chubb on the same field. Gross. Um, and when they were on the same field, they, they were historically bad. Although they were able to drum up some Rebound more production after that original time when they've gotten back on the field together. But um, the Chubb pick, maybe not all by fault of his own, has completely been a whiff. Especially when compared to those two quarterbacks. Yep. Wait, guys, we talked Terrible about Josh Allen. Five pick. Uh, should the Broncos have kept Case Keenum? Got the win tonight. <laughs> uh, they should. You know what they should have done? It's got Case Keenum and drafted Josh Allen. And yeah. yes, they should have kept Case Keenum to be a solid backup yep. for Josh Allen, just the way he's a solid backup for Baker Mayfield. Yep. Yep. Exactly. All right. Wow. Coming in next from Travis Mott. How much does the ownership situation affect the decision to fire a coach? Like how the Bengals never fire a coach with a year or more under contract. Feels like we have to be super frugal with no owner. It matters, but Vic Fangio's got what? Uh, two years or one and a half years, $6 million left on that. It shouldn't matter that much. What I will say is we know Pat Bowen would not have tolerated an embarrassing loss to the Raiders at home. Just wouldn't have done it. In fact, the proof is in the pudding. Wade Phillips, embarrassed by the Raiders at home, fired the next morning. Or so, four days later, if Pat wanted to just see if he needed you know, one more game, then certainly... Yeah. It, this wouldn't have stood. Right. So yeah, and that's where I like think... new at the job. This is his first season. They're three and four. Like pressure's on now, though. And something I was told right when he was hired, mm -hmm. which has which has been truth this whole time, is George Payton's just going to take a step back this season, see how things unfold, and then make his decisions. Yeah. They didn't draft a quarterback in the first yeah. round. They didn't make any huge splashes in free agency in terms of like big time contracts. So if he takes that similar approach. He's Broncos very fans are going to get yeah. very upset because it's just good. They're going to let Vic ride it out until it gets like really bad. And people think it's really bad now, but George Payton could say it's only three and four. I saw Arnie Stapleton from the AP today. Three and four could be three and 14. You <laughs> could know? be. I, you know, he's a very even keel, doesn't uh -huh. necessarily go after people. Yeah, yeah. And he said, this is starting to look like when the team quit on Josh McDaniels. When Arnie Stapleton, who, again, I love him, <laughs> yeah. great reporter. He's not when, a hot take guy. Exactly. He's not saying that for attention. He's saying that from experience. Yeah. Saying this is looking like when they quit on McDaniels, it's not even going for Vance Joseph. And it, Honestly, uh, they probably fought way harder in the second half this game than a week ago. Like, if we're yeah. talking, if you want to take a small positive for Vic, it's like, oh, wow, they actually showed up for you in the second half. <laughs> I'm so sick Congrats, of watching this buddy. team try to fight back from down two scores. Oh, it's rough. See, I mean, they didn't follow your uh, Vance Joseph advice, Dre. What's up with that? The script got them, and they never <laughs> looked back, man. <laughs> All right. It's horrible. Hey, max power with two are these pounds? Two pounds, pounds. baby. <laughs> two pounds. I got it right, baby. Stopped many dollars. Rooting for draft position. The fact that you're still watching after you stopped caring, we appreciate it We really very much. appreciate that, Max. And like some people have said this week, 
uh, you know, the pods in the offseason is more fun than these past couple of years watching football. That means a ton to us. Well, offseason starts now. <laughs> uh, speaking of max power, I'm pretty sure that's the play they called for Dearness Johnson all night. Yep. No doubt. Night. And no it worked doubt. every time. Yeah, it sure did. All right. Coming in from Sasha. Not your fault, bro. It's yes, it the is. terrible <laughs> coaching and staff. I also feel like the players have no heart or killer instinct. Killer instinct is the biggest one. I wouldn't add anything to that. I think Sasha basically nailed every uh, single point. Uh -huh. You could make a bullet point graphic right yeah. there. Yep. Not Ryan's fault. No. Coach's fault. No passion. Killer instinct. And that's something I, I'm so happy you brought that up because at some point people are saying, you know, the players quit on the coaches. And, and maybe that's true. Maybe a coaching change would help with that. But any player that quits on a coach, one, they're hurting themselves. And two, I don't want on my team. Yeah. And yeah, because sure. if, if they're for going sure. to do that, especially three and four, we're not talking about, Dre, it's not weeks 18 where they're three and 13 playing that last game oh, where Akeem no. Tlaib makes a business decision. And you're like, right, right, okay, right. I get it. You're well, that's Akeem Tlaib who's made of season. hundreds of millions, has a ring, right, you know. Right. It's but, not these scrubs over here trying right. to, you know, and you're, as an NFL player, your career is today. Tomorrow's not promised. So, you know, you you start to watch yourself and take snaps off. Yep. That's on you. Yep. Amen to that. And I just want to say the killer instinct thing is the one that sticks out the most. That's true, though. You have them on. So you get the touchdown coming out of the, yeah. uh, out of the half. Yeah. Momentum is all on your side. Yes. Go out there and make a freaking play. Not one. Not, not one. And you play. just get walked all over, all the way down into the end zone, right? It was a touchdown. It was. It was a third. Teen play drive. And you're Smacked right. In the face. You don't see them celebrating. You don't see guys rallying other guys. They're really like. Gang tackling. There's right. It's like right. a soulless team on the Maybe field. the biggest yeah. celebration I saw today was when ta was when Shelby got that tackle. The I think it was two yards. That it oh, uh-huh. Yep. Yep. But it turned out to be a two-yard gain. He went like this. Big, thought, biggest oh celebration boy. I saw was on a false start penalty. Oh gosh! Yeah, and I thought they got kind of hyped on the field goal block or the oh, yeah, extra yeah, point true, field goal true, block. But, but again, another one in terms of killer instinct. You have a chance at the end of the game. Yep. I got to see Vic Fangio's record in these, where you just need a stop and then you have a chance to get the ball and go win the game. Ryan, it's, you don't want to see it. It's yeah, over. Bro, you I'm pretty kidding. sure it's over. You ain't kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next one from. Oh, you got it. From Taylor O'Neill, worst Broncos teams I've seen in a long while. Broncos offense is still really bad, and the defense is looking to be the worst in the league. RK, hashtag paying to call you an idiot. You can call me an idiot for free, but we appreciate the super chat. Um, I am an idiot for believing in this team uh, and this coaching staff to put something together tonight and put a, together a winning game plan. Yeah. Um, but, again, we're, we're officially on – Draft watch, to, as he mentioned. Not to be dramatic, and this is a real question. Right now, not having done work on the on the Washington football team, who do you think is better? The Washington football team that has the worst scoring defense in the NFL with Taylor Heineke or the Cleveland Browns that the Broncos just played where they were playing, you know, second and third stringers? I mean, their defense, the, the Browns' defense is better, although this is a team that's given up. Uh, 37 and 47 the past two weeks. Is that the past two weeks? Yes. Oh yeah, basically God. both are bad defenses, but just have like fronts with like good right. players. Yep. How much? Really quick. How much do you put on the Teddy injury? Because to me, it's like little to none. Yeah, I agree. No, I, I thought he played well enough in the second half. You know, like. And what's up with Drew Lock? I mean, he he got like a bullpen session in out there. <laughs> he he, he threw a hundred pitches. <laughs> yeah. Well, and really, Teddy looked good on the move. The bad play is that interception. 
Whereas yeah, all the time oh in the pocket, God. he steps up, and that's just him being impatient. Like, he's trying to hit that one vertical route, and it's the one route that's double covered. Well, it was a all, terrible decision. No, he should have gone anywhere else. There's no pressure. If you yeah, just wait right. a little bit longer, eventually John Brown will get behind that safety, and you could throw it to the uh, you know the back corner. Uh, Again, that's a, that's a really late on that route. But he just – I mean, there, there was no reason to throw that ball – I did look at the play. I went through it, and this is what this is what what's funny. It's a catch twenty two with the fans. No one was open except Noah Fant at the line of scrimmage. So if you throw it to Noah Fant at the line of scrimmage, he gets seven. You need nine. Everyone's mad. But <laughs> yeah. you actually get three there. Tie game. Right? Well, and it was like first down. No, it was that, third. They, that was third. Third oh, and nine, shit. I believe. Well, uh, but again, is that a great play call? The one open routes to the flat, like at the line of scrimmage, and you have one vertical route that's easily covered and up then the two, seam. Uh, like intermediate out routes at the sticks that were blanketed. Speaking of Noah Fan, on that first one that he caught. Oh short no! And then, the sorry, Cortland was coming over the linebackers. I thought he could have gone there and maybe fit one in. Speaking of Fan, on that first third down that he caught, that he needed five, and he caught it at four. How does he not get? One year. He's oh, two weeks in a row. Pounds and he's running full speed. I, I this is what I said during the week. He he's got to get tougher. And now again, oh my goodness! At the end, he's at least you know looking desperate. I want right. desperation on third down every time. Yep. In fact, he didn't have to like do. All he had to do was turn his back to the tackler and just spin off. Yep. And you fall forward for another yard. Yep. yep. And he's he just like kind of like slowly runs into him. And gets pushed backwards. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of been By a, a defensive back. Bit of a waste of talent this season. He's just not maximizing those skills he has. And really quick, Garrett Bowles also another very disappointing game. Yes. Holding. Yes. Yep. And he got away with several. Yes. Because he did. He and did. again, credit to the NFL. It would be boring if they called all the holdings that yeah. they could call. Um, but especially on Miles Garrett, ones. you know, I, yeah. I like to call it the LeBron effect. Yeah. Vaughn used yeah. to get it too. If you call every foul on LeBron when he drives to the sure, hole, he'd sure. be at the, the sure. line the whole game. Yeah. If you called every holding on Miles Garrett tonight, oh yeah, the, the Broncos would have been going. It's prime. They would have negative yards. You'd on send them to the free throw line fifty times a game. <laughs> we can't be doing that. right. It's <laughs> not. It's not a good product. And again, no. it used to happen to Vaughn too. Yep. He still probably doesn't get the, the whistle sure. he should. Yep. Sure. But Miles Garrett, I mean. He should be sending letters <laughs> because he's getting just mauled on every play by just grabbing hands. Yep. All right, next one, Kale. All right, from Trevor, this team is a mess from the top down. Ownership, poor coaching in all phases, and our players yeah. look absolutely lost out there. Thank you for being a consistent bright spot with the Broncos. Everyone's being so nice. <laughs> I really appreciate that, Trevor. I Makes hope when I open easier. my Twitter after this, people are being <laughs> more mean to me. You really, you really <laughs> feel that trickle-down effect, though. I mean, and now it's showing clearly to the players on the field. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that really I, is. Uh, the the players. I mean, I heard from a source this week that it, it was described as, uh, gosh, what was it? Uh, uh, something along the lines of not a great work environment um, under Vic Fangio. And I think that again, <laughs> you can do the like tough guy, football guy, frowny face thing when you win. When you lose, it starts to get real old real fast, and I don't. I just don't think they believe in what he's saying anymore. Yep, totally. Yep. All right, coming from Yo Mama Llama. All right, love your name. Do you guys <laughs> believe we win if Alexander Johnson no. was playing? Our backup linebackers were embarrassing. They were. 
They were. Yeah, they, they can't run fit. They were, but, but I don't still. think so. It's I so I hard think the to Broncos say. Broncos were a linebacker two away. It's really hard for me to say because it, it feels like they got pushed around so much that that's silly to say one player would make that much of a difference. But it really was the linebackers who were getting pushed around so much. So you can make the case that okay, Alexander Johnson makes a three, four run stuffs. I mean, how many times did they run the ball? You know, uh, they the ran the ball twenty-two alone, thirty-three times. They ran the ball thirty-three times. Is it fair to say Alexander Johnson could have made four run stuffs in thirty-three attempts? As a team, I remember one run stuff the entire game. It's that Shelby tackle around two yards. Of that, the and that's of what he's best like, at. I, I think there's a chance you could have gotten them in three, four, third and eight. Yeah, and that changes this game dramatically, but I'm not going to say they win without They got out-schemed so thoroughly, I still think the result's the same. Let's, yeah. look at, let's look at this really quick. In the past four games, including tonight, so they're four-game losing streaks. Uh, the best they've done against the run is they held the Raiders to 86 rushing yards. They gave up 340 passing yards. So right, right. Oh, the, Raiders the Raiders were having just, too much fun passing exactly. the ball to run the ball. The other three games, 102 yards to the Steelers, which hadn't had a 100-yard rushing game in, like, ages. 147 <laughs> yep. yards. Or, no, 147 yards against the Steelers. 102 rushing yards against the Ravens, which actually kind of opposite there. Right, uh, right. And then, of course, tonight, 188 Good stuff. 188 yards. There's no worse way to lose. So maybe it's Josie Jewell as opposed to Alexander Johnson being that guy. I used to think that Peyton Manning, you know, when the Broncos used to have to play Peyton Manning, I used to think that Peyton Manning carving you up was the worst way to lose, like, because you never had any hope on third down that you were yeah. going to get a stop. Yeah. This is actually worse. When the <laughs> oh. te- when you can't stop a run, even yeah. though you know it's coming, yeah. there's no nothing doubt. worse than that. It's first and ten, and then it's second and three like that. Yeah. Even I look back to when CU played Air Force last year. It's like the most painful thing ever. Yeah. It's just they slowly plod their way down the Uh, field. Third and two, you have no hope. No. They just know they're going to run right through you. All right. We've got a lot, so we got a super sticker. Hippo character collapses to the ground as a chair breaks (laughs) while the word wrecked appears above. So we haven't gotten a lot of super stickers before on this show, but the way super stickers usually work is like it pops up we just get a description of what it is that's incredible can we just hear that one again big on the nuggets show oh i thought that was oh, you lose it, it's okay if you lost okay. it, it's fine uh, all right coming was... in next there's not even angry at this point it's apathy i just need a hug worst thing just keep that keep that apathy away from us and still roll with us hey yeah hopefully yeah that's all we can hope um yeah. well boys joe ellis like oh. I realized that he's kind of, he's he's already said he's retiring. I mean, he's basically like I'm done. I'm out. But this that those type of comments should be ringing should be ringing bells on his desk. Yeah. yeah you got to you got to do something. You you are the president of the team. You cannot afford apathy. And here's where maybe George Payton steps in and says this isn't okay. His expectation for the team this year was to be competing in November and December. It's the middle of how uh, long until November? It's, it's October. Uh, it's right late now. October. It they don't really seem to be competing anymore. No. Yeah, from DTL. All right, well, boys, four and thirteen. Here we come. Should be close to a top five pick. Uh, there's still three games that they really should win. Yeah. They should have really won tonight, though. What are the three? Uh, Washington football team at home. No, Detroit. Uh, I'm not e- putting that in the should win category. E- Eagles at home. I gotta see how the Eagles, Eagles if they change fair. their uh, their plan in terms of running the ball, because I just all I can see is like Jalen Hurts running zone read, and right. the Broncos linebackers not knowing where to go. Right, 
and then Detroit, and uh, they're over. But they scare me now, just the way the Broncos are. Because <laughs> That's the one I'm not scared of at a all. A physical team like the Detroit Lions are trying to they're become. They're not physical just because their coach is crazy. Because they're trying to become they're that. Maybe, to maybe, be. maybe they are at the end of the year. But okay. I mean, those are the three, Ryan. I've and got you don't one. feel too confident in two of them. I've got one. This yep. is the, that one. This one broke me. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I've got one. It's the Lions. Yep. All right. The Broncos aren't even fun to watch. I'm wasting my time on this team to think of all things I could accomplish. Fire everyone. I don't care. Mm. I have to say, I had fun down there tonight. (laughs) Yeah, it does feel like a waste of time. I don't know that you'd be accomplishing that much. You'd still be watching NFL games, though, so. Yeah, and let's uh, not get crazy. Spoken like the guy who watches film, you know, in the wee hours of the morning. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> look at look at where I am now. You know, <laughs> it'll also, get you nowhere. This was me. a primetime game. Another reason to be, you know, the team's embarrassed on national television. Another reason it's why it's, it was weird seeing like made. everyone tweet about the Broncos and right. It was. It was. Like yep. I'm just seeing left and right. I've, yep. I, I forget there was one that hit different. I was just like, wow, even this person is saying <laughs> yeah. the Broncos suck. Yep. Um, all right. From, all right. From Vincent, Vic said Teddy played good and is the QB insane. That's what I'm saying. No no changes coming. He also said, Vic said, uh, at no point did he consider changing quarterbacks. Uh, so, Ryan, I mean, Drew is just getting a bullpen session in by himself. He was not told to do that. The only thing I can think of is Drew when he came into Pittsburgh felt really unwarm and he maybe he felt like ah man by the time i had to go in there and play out like my arm wasn't even ready to go so he was just thinking like oh, okay ravens game this year oh it was the ravens right, yeah right, yeah, right. yeah sorry uh he was thinking like man i don't want to go in cold yeah. i know teddy's hurt yeah. so let me just stay keep my arm warm in yeah. case oh, you know his foot gets stepped on again yep yep maybe and there's nothing wrong with being by ready, the way vic was never given that to, to drew T- teddy's like teddy's stats are fine Right. 22 of 33, 187, two touchdowns, one interception. Um, the QBR not kind, 34.8. But Vic would defend it with saying, well, he completed you know 66% right. of his passes right. or whatever yeah. it was. Yep. And, and, and Teddy wasn't good. Like his, I would say he played like his QBR was, which was not good, a 34. But Teddy wasn't the main reason they lost this game. The sure. pick was terrible. Outside of that, he was he was fine. Not good. Fine. Fine. Fine is is fine with me. And I felt back to the old offense where every completion is really hard because the guys are stuck to you. They don't respect your offense at all. They're not scared, so it's impossible to build a cushion. You know. All right, keep it rolling. All right, Aquaman here. Can I just stay at the tailgate next week and not go into the game? <laughs> Absolutely, you can. Uh, only much. thing is, we do break down the tailgate come game time. But hey. You can hang out in that sports fan parking lot as long as you want. Come back to the bar. You can we'll come back to the bar. Here. That's what I'll be yeah, doing. That's so you can catch a ride with me. Yep. I mean, if Case Keenum and Teddy Bridgewater wasn't exciting, you get uh, Teddy Bridgewater and Taylor Heineke next Woo! week. You get Antonio Gibson. Maybe. Isn't he a little hurt, too? Uh, isn't Maybe everyone... it'll be a third string running back. We'll see. Aren't we all a little hurt? <laughs> yes. Man, right, some more coming, than others. Coming in from Greg S. As someone who loves Justin Sternod because I was his next door neighbor during high school, I really feel bad. Hopefully he will bounce back. Justin Sternod, elite human. Yeah. yeah uh, really good guy. Couldn't like the guy more. Really good guy. And it, here's the thing is he's going to get what? what how many games do we have left? Ten. So, 10? Yeah. He's going to get 10 more chances because the Broncos have no one else to turn to. Yeah, it's just unfortunate. He's being asked to do something that he's not. he shouldn't be being right asked now. to do yeah, in the NFL. Exactly. I mean, he's a 
oversized safety, essentially. Yeah. And, and now he's a dime linebacker because he's oversized. Now he's being asked to be in every down. He's being asked to be in every down. I mean, and tonight he was being asked to be a run-stuffing linebacker. He couldn't be more opposite of the archetype for that. So it's just a really tough position for him. And, and teams are going to key him and whoever the hell else the Broncos are going to put next to him. And they're just going to say, mess with these guys. Because, you know, if you get if you start getting the linebackers on a string, you can do anything in football. Yeah. It, it, and these guys are so – they're in so much trouble because they're not great run stuffers, so they have to commit hard to the run. That's and then you just pull really it, throw it right over yeah. their heads. And, I mean, this is going to be really tough. Yeah. Vic Fangio has his work cut out for him trying to figure out something, anything he can do to try and compensate for this. I don't know if he wants to try, like, five down linemen – uh, or uh, you know, get Your real. Big I thought he was gonna either. go like all in on safeties and stuff, and just like trust Stearns and Sertan to tackle. Uh, yeah, I I kind of would have thought they would go like single high most of the night with Justin back there, and literally bring in Kareem, let him yeah. play linebacker the whole game. Yeah, and right. he, again, he, even he wasn't making tackles on Dearness Johnson. Yeah. And you said it's tough now. I mean, winter's coming, and we know when it's cold, it's tough. Pound <laughs> the ball, baby. All right, keep it All rolling. right, from Logan Beaumont, I watched the pod with my little bro, and every time something bad happened, he looked over and said, guaranteed win. Oh, no. Oh, wow. <laughs> that may be the, the toughest one. Ouch. I'm very, I'm, I'm very sorry to let down your little bro. I'd love to know the age of that oh. young sibling of yours. From Logan. our guy, Ben. I can't boys. even say like I'll buy him a beer or <laughs> right. like a, like a te- I'll buy him a teddy bear. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> My boys, we are Garbaggio. Where do we go from here? Love you all and Aunt Judy. <laughs> Julie. Uh, Julie. Julie. <laughs> but Judy, he's back next week, it oh, seems like. So positive. That's huge. Yeah. That's huge. God, just I do I even want him back next week? Put him in like make sure yeah. he is one thousand percent healed. Right. We just need to punt on everything until we're ready. We're just not we're not ready for good things. What's crazy is like again, if you somehow win next week, then you're four and four. Like yeah. that's so annoying. Yeah. Because yeah. it feels like they're 0 and seven. Yeah. It's yeah. really but annoying. Big if it's though. True. Big if. True. Huge if. Yeah. Speaking of which, Zach so positive. I hate it. Lol. Kidding much love. <laughs> We were really bad at like yeah. being mad. Killing him. I did say fire everyone, so yeah, I, was, I thought Zach brought the fire. <laughs> I thought he did too. But again, uh, like we can't not uh, we can't like not smile and laugh. Yeah. It's just who yeah. we are. Well, yeah. right, right, yeah. We're not gonna be just uh, All right, coming in from our guy Alaska. Like I really wanted Preston. to like scream hey. into the microphone tonight. Up here. Hey, what's up? Broncos fandom is pain, that is all. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out yeah. to Alaska Presley. Yeah. Even though out. as confirmed Colorado tap water better than yeah. Alaska tap yeah. water. <laughs> Tonight officially started Broncos hate watching season from Andrew McDonald. Mm. Oh, well, I, I thought last week's second half was the start for me. So. <laughs> the late arriver. Yeah, really. All right, two more to go. Coming in from DTL. Another one. King of the game should be either Sortan or Cooper. It well, was boom. Cooper. There you go. There's the DraftKings king of the game. Shout out Jonathan Cooper. I think Sertan had a great case. Unfortunately, the last thing you remember from him is missing just another one of the long list of people who missed a tackle on Dearness Johnson, a big one. Um, I think it was second and ten. He ends up getting nine on the play. Tough, but that's not, you know, everything else from Pat Sertan tonight was, honestly, I would go as far as saying elite. 
I mean, he's no, a shutdown corner right now. Yeah. Yep, he sure is. And Special. it took him six games to get there. I mean, he was honestly playing like this the past couple of weeks, too. The question is, is that better than having Justin Fields or Mac Jones? No, no, no. Unfortunately. Does Mac Jones win this game if he's the quarterback? I know your answer. <laughs> of course. Hmm. No, I don't know. but uh, It's hard to win a game when you can't stop the run. That's true. It's hard Very to true. win a game in this context where everyone is not playing their best. Yep. And good vibes to end on coming in from Samwise the Bull. Dark times, but good news. I'm from Tacoma and I'm making the trip to Denver tomorrow to see family making a pilgrimage right. to the DNVR bar. Nice, First time. Sam. Love you guys. Love it. Amen to that. Love you coming through. A lot of people uh, making their first trips out here, and we appreciate all of them. Yes, um, everyone. So thank you guys uh, for hanging with us. Thank you guys for coming down to the DNVR bar. I am uh, deeply sorry and embarrassed that I thought this team was going to win the game tonight. Uh, my snooze mattress is going to be doing a lot of work to get me to sleep tonight. I'll tell you that. Um, <laughs> Okay. Oh, wow. Our guy, oh, Mike Trout. Beater. What do we got? I wish I could be using cops in my job and be able to keep it. I just want to be average SOS. Finally, someone comes <laughs> after me. Oh, is he talking about Vic? Okay. Yeah, he's talking about all the Broncos. But yeah, this would be a really crappy stream if uh, if we held ourselves to those standards. <laughs> what, what's that? The Bronco standards. Oh, yes. No. I really feel like Kale most of all. If Kale's standards were... Vic Fangio level, we'd be in real trouble. <laughs> a lot of your super chats would not have been read tonight. <laughs> Kale's at like McVeigh level, at least. Oh, dude. Uh, maybe over like here. Level. Yeah. Hell yeah. Thank you for oh, the yeah. kind words. Yes. Uh, again, thank you guys for hanging with us. Uh, we suffer together. Yes, we, we do. suffer together. Oh, um, and I guess we'll finish on this note. I I'm with you, Zach. Fire everyone. Yeah. Um, this was a failed experiment. Uh, John Elway said, again, I'm doubling down on defense. Again, I'm doubling down on defense. And now you're left without an offense or defense. Yep. And that is a big, <laughs> big, big problem. So but you hey, start at least from their scratch. special teams are horrible. And I really hope that, that George Payton has it in him to be creative in this next hire. Uh, not Do not go down this road again of – trying to double down on this defense even though you are still very <laughs> invested in it someone's got to get creative out here someone's got to do something it's on george payton to turn this ship around he is the captain yep he is and if a move is going to happen it will likely be in the next 12 hours so if you're going to snooze make sure it's not too long make sure it's not too long and uh if you want to have great smiles, head over to Green Mountain Dental Group. It's the only way to really smile <laughs> yes. these days. Yes. Um, we love them. They're a family-owned dentistry right outside of the uh, downtown Denver in the metro area, just over in Lakewood. And if you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam, they'll hook you up with a free Sonicare toothbrush so you can get your teeth nice and shiny before you try to sleep tonight uh, on your snooze mattress or otherwise. But we appreciate you guys so much for tuning in again. I'm sorry. I blew it. Um, and so did they. Uh, we all blew it tonight. Yeah, yeah. But again, shout out to everyone who came down to the DMVR bar and hung out, especially to our live audience Absolutely. up here sticking with us till 11 p.m. Appreciate you guys. And uh, we'll catch you next week on the DMVR Broncos podcast. You roll out the truck and took a country drive.
taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on that's nice at caskers.com we make this experience easy caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code welcome 10 for ten dollars off your first purchase get ten dollars off your first purchase with code welcome 10 at caskers.com